Hey guys, and welcome back to another podcast episode. I'm very lucky to be joined by a guest this week in the form of James Dodds. Uh, James is the uh, CEO of A-List Nutrition, and uh, he's been a long-term friend of mine as well. Uh, we competed together back in, in 2014, and that's pretty much where we met. Um, actually, I think it was 2015 that we actually met, I think. Actually, no, I think 2014. And then we also competed in 2015 and met each other again, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, yeah, it was a, it's been a, it's a decent relationship that me and James have built through bodybuilding. Um, and then, obviously, in the future, my uh, communications with, or relationship with James has changed a little bit. I've become a, an athlete with A-List. Um, and just coming up pretty much to just over a year of being a, an athlete with A-List or almost a year. I think it was just before Body Power that I hooked up with you guys. Yeah. Um, so it's been a fantastic partnership. And for a while, we've wanted to get James on the podcast because I think he's got a lot to share. Um, the conversations that me and James have had when we've met up together have been fantastic. Like a great insight into what it's like to run a business as big as A-List. Um, especially as, as young as James is. I don't think a lot of pe- people realize how young James is and how well he's, uh, how well he's doing and how successful he is. Um, and I think people need to hear some more from him. So that's why we've got him on the podcast. We're essentially going to use this one to, to go through a bit about James and a bit about A-List and, and some advice for any up-and-coming a businessman or woman that wants to build a successful business and understand really what it takes to do that, especially when you're trying to balance a load of other things, which as you'll learn through listening to James, he does balance a lot of things with what he's trying to run here. Um, and it's certainly not impossible to, to do that. So uh, James, first off, thanks very much for, for coming on. Um, how's things generally going at the moment? How's you? Uh, and uh, yeah, just, just thank you for coming on board with this. Well, first of all, thank you very much for that very generous introduction, AJ. I really appreciate that. And uh, Pleasure, dude. Yeah, um, AJ's been a phenomenal athlete for us um, ever since he came on board uh, last year, just before Body Power is correct, yeah. Yeah. Um, have nothing but good things to say about you, mate. And mm-hmm. um, We have a lot of good projects coming up that mm. everyone assumes with you. Um but yeah, everything's going great. Everything's yep. fine. Um, you know, business is good. Uni's good. Um, everything's ticking over, mate. Um, Fantastic. And, um, yes, we've got some really exciting times coming for for, for the business. Um, so I, I really can't complain. Um, a lot of these projects are like new brands, body power, of course, exciting collaborations, new athletes. As you know, we're announcing another athlete this week. Yep, yep. yep. Um, And, yeah, I think what I'm most excited about is probably finishing uni. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I think it's going to change things for you. Oh. (laughs) Massively. It's a full-time um, for people watching this, um, I, I also study uh, business management at Bournemouth University, um, and I specialise in digital marketing, um, and that's a full-time course in itself. And A-list is a is a full-time occupation as well, oh, yeah. so oh, yeah. um, it's, it is intense. Um, I'm have I really do have to manage my time incredibly well uh, and organise everything accordingly. But I'm so excited to be able to get that piece of paper, kick uni into touch, and just solely focus on on my passion, which yep. is, you know, A-list. So 
yeah yeah uh, I'm excited for that yeah, I think that's going to be massive for you. And obviously, as we get into a bit more about you, people will learn sort of everything that you do and everything you balance. So um, let's just like get into a bit of your, your past a little bit, James, so people can realise where you've come from and, and what you've built here. So let's just like get into sort of a bit more about yourself. Like what, what, what was your life like as a, as a youngster? What were you doing as, uh, when you were in school and things like that? What was your general personality like? And, and what do you think that within your background, you know, whether it was your upbringing or what you went through at school and how you were at school and your dedication, what, what do you think throughout your past sort of built you into who you are today, obviously wanting to be someone that's very much a leader as opposed to a follower? What do you think that's your, your background influenced with that? Um, I think, first of all, I'll start with my parents. So uh, my dad was an entrepreneur. He's, okay. He was a business owner. Um, started off in, as a P, in a PLC, um, and he's from Middles, Middlesbrough as well, so he's he's pretty tough. Yeah, he's yeah, uh, sure. pretty uh, you know mentally tough guy, and um, really admire my dad for that. And he's he has always installed that into me from a very young age. Um, I've never been an academic. Okay. Um, I, it's something I've had to work exceptionally hard at. Um, one thing I was good at when I was younger was sport. Um, I was an academy rugby player. Um, I was a Dorset level cricketer. Um, I was a three handicap at golf. Um, and I played other sports to county level as well. So, um, I was lucky enough to be able to play a a wide variety when I was young, uh, young lad. Um, and then I sort of like learned discipline and work ethic both from my dad and sport I'm going to be honest um, although I'm I'm glad I obviously went to school I didn't actually learn that much from school hmm. uh, I didn't learn my work ethic that I think that's what I'm trying to say um, my work ethic was installed to me I think by bodybuilding actually yeah yeah, yeah. so I got into bodybuilding when I was 14. I did my first show when I was 15, um, and that was actually a UK BFF South Coast Classic um, as a junior. Oh, God. Straight uh, in the deep end with that, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, it was one of those. It was like only two people turned up on the day, and the other guy was uh, awful, and I ended up winning it. Oh, great. It was awful, but we, it was like one of those uh, – not many people turned up and the, the quality wasn't that great on the oh, day. Yeah, Not yeah. as now anyway, like the shows that we have. But um, that that really like, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I love this bodybuilding stuff. Mm-hmm. I literally just broken my collarbone. And well, about a year before that, I broke my collarbone in uh, rugby. Mm-hmm. And I kicked rugby in the touch at that point. Um, and that's when I started golf. Um, and I I then fell in love with, bodybuilding after that I was always the I always uh like I would say I I do have quite good genetics I think for bodybuilding I I've always been able to grow some muscle from a young age um and I was always that that kid at school with like the bicep peak or something like that you know or or something um so I I sort of went from that and after I got that that first win it was just so 
like I became obsessed with bodybuilding for well until now really um, I'd say the past few years since a list it's become it's had a bit of a backseat because I've had to compartmentalize my life um, yes. to make sure I'm being efficient as possible for the time being bodybuilding will always be there for me I still always train um, I still always watch my diet I still always like watch all the competitions and things like that but yeah, uh, sure. Um, competitive bodybuilding, I, I've done seven shows, I believe, um, two national shows, um, and the other regionals, BMBF, um, all natural shows, except for the first one, which was UK BFF, which I had no clue about. Yeah. Like, I thought at that stage, I thought Ronnie Coleman was natural, you know, oh, like, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I had no clue any of the health implications or anything like that of the sport. And, um, it's funny enough, I actually went on holiday with my parents when I was 16. Yeah. Uh, and I w actually went out to Sarasota. Um, and out there, it's funny actually, because I met Jason Hutt. Okay. Um, he, had a, he has a smoothie bar out there. Um, he, he doesn't remember this, um, because I actually now work with Jason with Steel. Um, but he spoke to me. He was massive at the time he was repping the mohawk like 300 pounds <laughs> i went into a smoothie shop one day because i loved supplements absolutely love supplements um and i was like oh i was obviously speaking to him and i wanted some advice about bodybuilding and stuff and i was mm. like well, well i was wanting to be a pro i was like wanting to travel the world and everything be on the ifbb stage everything like that and he just sat me down and he was like man don't even think about it. It's chemical warfare. Mm. I was like, what you, well, what do you mean? Um, because that was like a really negative statement to me. And I was like, well, what's going on here? Um, and he was like, at the very top, at the very elite, besides the genetics, it's about who can take the most amount of drugs and get away with it for the most mm. amount of time. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of negatives to that. And to a large degree, it's untrue. Um, but also, it got me thinking. I was like, shit. I didn't know there was steroids in bodybuilding. Mm. Like, <laughs> I didn't know I had to do that. So from then, I sort of got put off from it. And I've just stayed down the natural route ever since. Because that sort of thing scares the life out of me, you know. Yeah, so, sure. Um, and then from there, I, I created a company when I was 17. Um, I literally just finished, I just started college, I believe. Um, and that was called DBD Nutrition. So I, I had that company when I was a sole trader and I had that company when I first met you at a regional okay. show. Yep, yep, yep. And then I started wearing the T-shirts and everything like that to the, the Nationals in 2015. I think I remember seeing that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that was when Tyler was there and um, Liam John and a yeah. few other guys. They're we, both jacked uh, now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw a progress picture of Liam the other day and I was like, shit. Fuck? Yeah, I know, same. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously Tyler's like a, a freak. Like, yeah. So the guy is unreal. Yeah. Um, but... 
yeah, so that was when I started DBD, and it was exactly the same. It was exactly what I wanted to do. It was supplements. I'd always loved supplements, like the fact that there's so many different combinations, ingredients, so many different dosages, so many different applications that they can have on the body, and they like elicit a certain effect on you. Sure. It's, it boggles my mind, you know, yeah, yeah. and what, what what it does internally and the benefits that can come from it is just amazing. So I I had a passion for that straight off the bat and then went through that um, with DBD and went to a wholesaler, Body Temple at the time, uh, and also Tropicana. And I just, I bought in a load um, with some birthday money one year. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to give this a crack. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to sell some. So I, I started selling on my personal profile because, like I said, people knew me from sport. Yeah. I was always the, the slightly bigger kid in school. Um, people knew me for that, so I used that and um, promoted supplements that I really did enjoy and I, I took. Um, and then as I as the DBD progressed, I, I did three years of DBD. Um, I sort of I didn't cap it out, but my USP at that point was I drive to you. So I drive to you and I deliver your supplements um, and I price match online. Okay. So my margins were extremely small, extremely small, um, but it worked okay because my overheads were very low. So I was still, I was making all right money um, and I actually ended up getting that up to about a grand a week um, whilst I was at college. Um, wow, dude, that's good. Driving, driving to all these places after college at night. Um, and then I'd obviously restock and then do it all again. Yeah. What I'd do is I'd get all my orders throughout the week and then just nail them Friday, Saturday, Sunday sort of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes on a Thursday as well. But that, that that then peaked and I was like, there's so much more. As, as I got further into DVD and I did a bit more research and supplements, I was like, wow. The UK market just is full of shit. <laughs> so, like uh, that's that stage. Yeah. Um, like proprietary blends, underdosed ingredients, um, really poor, poor products. Like pre-workouts that were basically flavored caffeine, sort of thing. Um, and I was thinking to myself, and and I, I obviously saw these, and I had these open to me with the wholesalers that I was dealing with I was like you know what there's so much more to this industry than this like so much better out there sure. uh, and then so I created a business plan um, I found I actually made a lot of money from DVD which I had but what a lot of people underestimate is how much capital you actually need to start up a um, uh, the solid foundations of a business. Yeah. So I'm going to fully disclose everything. I I started off with um, thirty thousand investment. Okay. Um, so that was part me and part of an investor um, that came in early days with A-List. Um, and we're still he's still involved with the business today, but he's more like an angel investor. He doesn't he doesn't really have any input. Um, but he he just loves business and he has he does it with several several businesses. But I found him through a friend of a friend type thing and 
we sat down, we had meetings. And I was literally in my first year of uni at this. I started uni at this stage. Yeah, okay. So I was in my, uh, I was in my accounting unit. And literally everything that I was doing in my accounting unit, I was applying to this financial document um, as a proposal to this investor. So it all worked out really well. Sure. Everything sort of planned out very nicely. Um, I was doing ROIs, net present values, um, you know, loads of different cash flow ratios and liquidity ratios. Um, and, it, and it gave me a really solid base. Um, people really underestimate how valuable a plan is both both in like bodybuilding in a practical sense with what you do yeah. um, outlining a plan straight from the get-go and business the amount of people that I speak to um, or DMs that I, I'm thankful to get actually that that people ask me for advice and they they say I, I need some advice on my business okay well can I have a look at your business plan? And they're like, I don't have one. I'm like, well, don't even, you, you have nothing mapped out. Like, you, you don't know where you're going to go, you know? Like, you need to know the ins and outs of everything before you get into business because it's such a savage world. Yeah. So, I then mapped that out. That went well. And, Continued, so I started A-list at the beginning of uni on my own, um, and thankfully now, three years down the line, um, progressed into a nice company, and I'm two months away from finishing uni, um, three debatably, um, and yeah, we have you know five full-time employees, um, a really good roster of UK athletes, and I'm proud to say that I've worked with some of the best in the industry so far so yeah. uh, from the US so yeah I've been very fortunate yeah for sure I mean that's epic uh, it's definitely answered the question for sure James and uh, I think that you know the the transitional process of of what you've had especially building it all at a young age just proves how you know dedicated and determined you are and I think the the initial thing that listeners potentially need to take home is the fact that you you started this all off with a, a love of supplements and yeah. if you didn't have that love of supplements I know for a fact you wouldn't do what you do um, in terms of the amount of hours that you put in um, the amount of sleep that you lose over over this company you wouldn't be prepared to do that kind of thing and, and sacrifice um, you know some some things for for essentially you know what is it you know, what is a business that you're passionate about um, it's the same you know goes for a bodybuilding prep when people um, decide to step on stage and they're not passionate about bodybuilding they're not passionate about lifting weights and dieting down it's not going to make it um, the reason why you've made it is out of passion more than anything else so that is, that's awesome. that is so true yeah so true there is a big part of starting a business is being able to take shit when you're earning nothing. Yeah. So you have to literally sound vulgar, but eat shit for a long time before you. I'm still doing it to this day, you know, like three years deep, and I will do it for however long it needs to be until, you know, we eventually get to a place where it's like, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah this is. This is really really good um 
and I'm a long, long way off where I want to be with it yet. So, um, but that's so true. If, if, if you don't have passion for something, uh, I would just, you know, find something that you simply are passionate about because ultimately that's what's going to get you the best results. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of reason why some people get into business or perhaps even job roles is, is through chasing a monetary outcome. Um, they think there's a lot of money involved in supplements or they think there's a lot of money involved in a specific job role or raise or whatever and if they're chasing it down with no passion it's it's going to be a bit of a dead end for them they might they might end up with the money for a little bit especially if it's more of a job role but if they're looking to run their business without passion i think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna meet a lot of problems um in terms of like your so your journey with a list and also dbt dbd um how many obstacles did you come across throughout both of these journeys and what would you say is like the the, the some of the biggest obstacles that you've come across uh within working in the supplement industry okay so first off obstacles there are far too many to count uh, and i have failed more times than i can count yeah um the amount of projects that I've taken on, the amount of business venture that I tried to do outside of the fitness industry and failed is uh, is pretty significant. Um, mm. But you have to go through those. You have to go through the obstacles and you have to fail at things to be able to learn. If I hadn't have um, failed at things that I have done coming up to this point, I wouldn't have been able to learn from them and know what I do know today. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the fitness industry and A-list, um, I'd say customs. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were going to mention that. Yeah, we we go against the grain with A-list. Um, we we import everything from the U.S. Um, we make sure everything is premium quality. I handpick everything. Yeah. Um, we trial everything before it comes in. Uh, and so, you know, we have to be really careful with import rules into the UK. Um, and early days, first year of A-list, in fact, I had two huge slip-ups. Um, funny enough, over protein. So one thing that people don't think, well, they assume is absolutely fine because it's in abundance in the UK. Well, no. It's a, it's a dairy product, so it's uh, technically animal sourced, and so you need health certificates for them. Mm. Um, and especially if you're doing volume, um, like a container or something like that, you undoubtedly need health certs. Um, and if you get one digit wrong on those health certs, essentially what it is, is it's just a health cert is making sure that the shipment matches up with a document. Okay. So you've got a ton of uh, protein on the document specified and you've got a ton of protein uh, in your shipment um, and all the tubs match up and things like this. It's basically just um, tedious work, like mm. matching everything up. So the whole process is I send off a PO to the States, they come back to me and then we go into the process of making these certs um, and it's sort of done through me and then another person, and another person at the brand, normally the owner, and then it goes off to their manufacturers. Okay. 
somewhere along the line uh, at this stage in our first year, that got messed up. Um, and we ended up having a shipment. I think it was only a small shipment at the time, thankfully. But it was at port for 45 days. Wow. Um, and basically, that incurred 20 grand of cost, pure cost to the business, and no product. The product had to be sent back. Uh-huh. A couple months later, it happened again. Um, not through any fault of our own. This one was a case of uh, basically there was a big argument between who got it wrong, um, either my suppliers or my shippers. Um, no, neither side had evidence. And because I am the importer, I'm legally bound to take the costs. because uh, I employed the shippers to bring over the goods. And so I got, you know, shafted with another 15 grand. Um, so in two, in two months, three months, I lost 35,000 um, over the same issue. And it is still like, pardon my French, but twitchy bumhole. Every time I, I bring over a, a container or something like that, a protein, like, yeah. is the, will this stuff get through? Because a lot of it is human error, right? Or, or human opinion. Yeah. Uh, you could get a really nice border inspector, or you could get a really stringent one that goes by the books and will simply not let anything through that even has like a digit wrong. So that's all I'll say about that. But that one, that was just a technical issue. Um, another obstacle, um, more practical obstacle, I'd say, um, that's less sort of like specific. Um, I would say learning how to um, level up my work ethic. That was a big eye-opener um, sort of within the first years. I, I thought it would be not easy, but I thought I could handle it. Um, ended up driving myself into the ground doing it um, and really needed to take a, a little bit of a break and yeah. reassess and schedule and organize myself accordingly and that was the problem was that I didn't have a plan I didn't know how my days were structured mm. and I, I didn't have to do this I, I write everything down now like I don't type it on my laptop I, I write yes. um, something about that that makes I just really like um, and yeah I'd say that that was the one of the main obstacles to start with was making sure I could do a list mm. uh, effectively with everything else that I've got going on. So, yeah, I'd say those two, um, there you got like a specific one and also like a general one, um, making sure time is allocated efficiently. Never thinking that you've done everything because you haven't. Yeah. Yeah. You've always got more to do. You've always got something else you can do. Um, whether it's content, looking at the back end of the business, looking at um, future projects, whatever it may be. Mm. And for you, coming from a bodybuilding background, something that is very like a, a self-absorbed sport where you're basically ticking your boxes and 
you don't really have like too much of an outside influence. Obviously, it is a, a sport where you have to have you know great support, but it's it's a basically a single person sport. You're the one competing. Um, was but, it was it more difficult for you when DVD and A List also started to expand and you had to start employing people? Was it was it more difficult for you to start to give responsibilities to other people? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. How did you deal with that? I guess it was a necessary evil. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very difficult thing to answer. Um, I guess I'm quite... One thing that I am quite good at is I'm good at spotting passion. Um, I'm good at spotting people that reflect what I I appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, Yourself, for example, spotted that very early days. Um, And look where you are now, you know? Like... Got an incredible business yourself. You're an incredible athlete. Um, probably the strongest natural athlete I know. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, th- I think Doug will be a little bit pissed. <laughs> yeah, Doug will be pissed at that. <laughs> sure, he'll be alright. We should get a workout in actually at Body Power with you two. Oh my god, man! That, that would be a dream come true. Against each other. Yeah. I'll just um, do just do arms. I mean, he'll just rinse me on that, but. <laughs> Yeah, I need exactly. some more arms. Prints like IFBB pros on arms. It's a joke. <laughs> but um, yeah, just being able to um, have a really tight knitted circle, um, tight group of friends, tight, very tight um, support group. Because um, at uni, as you can probably tell uh, from everything that I do. I'm not, I'm not out in the clubs. I'm now. I'm not socializing that much. Um, and it's like it's just an, again, it's a necessary evil to what I want to achieve long term. Um, so I've learned to be able to choose people to have around me that are passionate, that are hardworking, and that share my same values. Um, and that's been really key to be able to like let go of some of the responsibility and delegate accordingly. Like Joe, um, who's uh, one of our new oper- our operations manager, he's recently come on board. Um, mm. I don't believe you've met Joe yet, have you? I don't think so, no. Oh, uh, no, you'll you meet him at Body Power. He's, he now works full-time in the warehouse. Awesome. Um, say hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. <laughs> hey, mate. <laughs> um, but um, he, um, he's been my friend since college when I started DBD and he helps me out with DBD. Um, and like I've seen him work at college and I know what he's about and I know a lot about Joe and I trust Joe and it's a big thing to me. Um, same with Louis Blackmore, one of our sponsored athletes. He was my first ever sponsored athlete with DBD nutrition. Um, and you know, he, had a bit of a rough time when we started A-List. Um, I said, that's fine, mate. You do what you got to do. And mm. then he got everything sorted. And now he's sort of like expanded his horizons. And I, I believe he delivers some really, really valuable content. Um, yeah, absolutely. He's going to get um, some really good traction going. And he's going to compete in 10 days' time. And I think he's going to make some noise. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Making sure you trust everyone around you, big time. Yeah. Uh, 
to be able to delegate accordingly and really let go of some of that responsibility. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the reason, one of the reasons why I asked you that question is because I've always thought about outsourcing things that I do, um, and even like little things like video editing or like stuff for yeah. the content and member site or editing the podcast and just trying to basically create efficiency in the business. Um, the one thing that's like very close to home with me is obviously the coaching. Um, yeah. me. <laughs> and I don't feel like I can ever really outsource me as a, I can't really outsource team MBM. I can't really bring on another coach because I feel like that would be an extension of what I do. And it's not what I do because it's not me. Um, and you know, I think that the thing obviously with your business is you've got roles in which people can play and sometimes People can play those roles maybe even better than you can because of time and efficiency and things like that, which I think is great. Obviously, you've got you know, Rebecca doing video content for you as well, which is maybe somewhere you like you want to spend less time investing in like sitting down with iMovie or Photoshop and doing all of these things. You want other people to make it more efficient. Um, yeah. I think that's how all successful businesses are built is that delegation and being able to part ways with all the responsibility because, mate, you're like, if you tried to have all the responsibility in your business right now, you'd, it wouldn't be running. Um, uh, <laughs> which no is, um, yeah, that's so true, you know. And you only have two pairs of hands. Yeah, yeah. Like two hands, two pairs of hands. One pair of hands. It made sense. I nodded, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think you definitely will come to the stage where you have to yeah. eventually yeah, I think so. uh, relieve some of that responsibility from yourself because mm. it will just naturally come a course um, and you'll just have to have people in your work in, in your circle that you are able to trust and you're like I have a certain standard you know this mm. if you hit this we can have a good relationship together business wise as well as you know potentially friends yeah uh, and that's another thing is like, I don't believe the whole you shouldn't employ your friends thing. I think if you're not disciplined, you shouldn't employ your friends. But if you're disciplined and you're able and you have a strong mindset, you can employ your friends. Yeah, yeah that's good. Business is business. Your friends should now understand that. Yeah. And you should understand that. So... For example, um, uh, my girlfriend also works for me, Abby. Uh, she knows that, and sometimes, you know, it is difficult. But at the end of the day, I've got to lead a list the best way I can, and sometimes it does mean I have to make tough calls, like, okay, sorry, we can't go to the cinema tonight. We're having to work late for this pre-order, or we're having to finish our VAT return, or... Um, I can't do this because I'm having to go to out of the country for a few days or something like that. Yeah. Like, you're, you, people you have around you should understand. And I think now people know enough about you to be able to say, yeah, this is what AJ's about. It's passionate, it's hardworking. I understand. Yeah. 
like wrap things off, I have got like one final question for you, James. Um, I wanted to ask you what, who, who, or what do you think has been uh, one of your biggest influences when it comes to building your business? Like, is there anyone? Obviously, you mentioned, you know, um, your your parents and your dad previously in the podcast. Um, but what do you think outside of that has maybe been the biggest influence? Like anyone you've met when you've been traveling, obviously in the states and things like that. You import a lot of products on the stage isn't there's anyone that's really sort of like influenced the way that you feel you work or you know potentially the way that the business has has been running over the last you know several years um okay yeah so first of all with everyone that i work with i feel like i know them um so like doug mark sean um all these types of people um I feel like I, I learn from all of them. They all give me a lot of time. They all um, educate me. But I'd say if I was to pick one, 100% Doug. Um, Doug Miller, he's he's been... We always joke. When, I, I'm not going to lie. I, we literally talk every, pretty much every day on the phone. Um, or every other day. Um, because his core and America are such a big part of my business. Um, and we have so many plans. He's been, he's been there for me. I've obviously grown his brands over here, um, substantially. And, um, I always joke on the phone and I'm like, Hey dad, like, how's it going? Sort of thing. And it's like an ongoing joke. And yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Um, he's been a, a mentor and a lot of people don't realize how, good a businessman Doug is um he's very much behind the scenes like you won't know how successful Doug is just from social media yeah like little do you know this guy I don't even I don't think I can even disclose like some of the things that I know about the guy but trust me he's so successful um and he's been so helpful to me in so many ways giving me advice leading me down the right track um, and also, um, you know, telling me when I need an ego check, like, James, don't get too far ahead of yourself. You're doing well, but we both want you to do far, far better. Like you're not where you want need to be yet. So uh, having someone like that um, is invaluable. Um, I'm sure you have someone similar in the coaching game. Yeah. Uh, so, who's yours, for instance? Like, who do, who do you look up to? I think I look up to Jordan the most, to be honest, in terms of what he's built. Um, and that's just like because he's he's built it off the same thing that drives me. He's built his member site, and the the amount it's more so the influence he has, which amazes me. You know, like if he does something everyone wants to replicate it he's yeah. a he's a leader um i like leaders a lot <laughs> um, yeah like, i like people who set set the example and leave their mark and jordan's one of those people and you know i think the the way the way that he does it as well it's not with it's not like egotistical or anything like that i think he does it just very similar to the way that you run things you do it out of passion um and it's just it's just so clear to see like everyone says you can't fake passion you really fucking can't um, um it's it, it's so obvious when you try and fake it um and yeah just anyone like that really motivates me um 
I think you know outside of that in the, maybe in the more in the natural scene um, I think Cliff Cliff oh, yeah. is someone that motivates me a lot um, obviously why I'm quite excited for First Form to come over as well because I know his yeah. his relationship with First Form has, has been quite ongoing so um, I think the way that again Cliff his passion it's just it's just bursting and oozing out of him like he, when he puts up a puts up a post of him like you know and he talks about how long he works for and how many nights he stayed up doing like peak week plans like that kind of shit just motivates yeah, the hell yeah. out of me I love the it um, the real awesome. stuff that no one wants to talk about yeah 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 um, you know there's truth as well truth yeah if you want to get to that sort of level you have to do those sort of things yeah you do um, it's like in bodybuilding you have to do like crazy stuff to build a crazy physique you have to do crazy stuff to build a crazy business exactly um, yeah. and it's just it's bloody cool um, but yeah that's a, just a cool question I wanted to ask you about and so people can potentially like follow Doug and look up to what he does and obviously he's, yeah. talk, he's talked a lot more about in like Q&A's and podcasts and things like that you know you'll notice Doug talk a lot more about business now than he has in the past um, which I think is great yeah. obviously you know you've learned a lot from him in person which is probably just crazy and valuable stuff yeah yeah if you guys want to meet doug as well he'll be at body power so yeah. as well as seven other athletes yeah international athletes yeah. if you want to go have a look at that guys head on to our youtube check that out you won't want to miss that and of course the uk team as well aj will be there um like i said we have an athlete announcement this week a yeah. new team member um and then kate Terry, Louis, we have an amazing UK team, and I'm I'm very proud of everyone. Um, AJ, obviously, mm. phenomenal athlete, phenomenal coach, uh, real asset to the team. Thank you, James. Yeah, awesome. So uh, obviously we've got like body power coming up, so we'll have a big booth there, which will be exciting. Yeah. As, as James has said, there's going to be plenty of athletes there that you'll you'll want to come and, and stop by and see, um, and obviously I'll be there amongst all the other UK guys and girls so that'll be awesome I'm really looking forward to that um, and for now I think you know this has just been a, a really cool insight into what James does and we're only touching on the edge of, of what James's role is within the business and you know I think A-List is going to be expanding plenty more to come over the coming years you know with with the work ethic like yours James it, it's, it's only going to get bigger and better um, which is why I'm so excited to be a part of it because I'm I'm all for people who are like just continuing to do more and be better and improve and um, watching you do that and especially with you coming away from uni soon, I can only imagine that things are just going to like go up at double double the rate that they have been, which is going to be awesome. Yeah. I, I, can, I can guarantee that. Um, yeah, yeah, I know you can. <laughs> working at about 50% of what I know I can do right now. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm really excited to get that moving. Yeah. Uh, when when uni is over but like i said it's just just getting that safety net that piece of paper with uni and then i can of course on and we can uh really really push things into the end of 2019 <laughs> obviously and so on yeah awesome so yeah guys um thanks very much for listening um james obviously i'll leave all relevant links to a list and yourself also in the um in in, in the link box below uh, James always does frequent Instagram stories of like order of the days and information about the latest supplements that are being restocked. 
Um, so definitely like stay tuned if you're wanting to know more about the supplements that are available at Alias. Stay tuned to to James's stories because they're always very insightful. I mean, I I even listen to them when he does them as well and make sure that I'm as clued up as possibly can be on what we've got in store. So yeah, guys, um, thanks very much for listening. James, thank you for your time, man. I really appreciate it. I know how busy you are. Um, and this is this has been a podcast with a few interruptions. <laughs> um, but it's all good. And yeah, awesome. Thank you very much, guys. See you in the next one. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much, AJ. Really appreciate it.